Welcome to the Sound of Truth Bible Chat with your host, Brett Morani, where he leads discussion in God's Word. Let's join him now. Rick, good to have you back in the studio for another Bible Chat. And I'd like for us to look at Ezra chapter 10, the subtitle that the editors of my particular Bible have put over this is The People's Confession of Sin. I'm reading from the 1984 NIV text. Mm -hmm. While Ezra was praying and confessing, weeping and throwing himself down before the house of God, a large crowd of Israelites, men, women, and children, gathered around him. They, too, wept bitterly. Then Shechaniah, son of Jehiel, one of the descendants of Elam, said to Ezra, We have been unfaithful to our God by marrying foreign women from the peoples around us. But in spite of this, there's still hope for Israel. I'm going to stop right there and just point out that they called out their own sin, and they named it. This is what confession should be. They recognize that sin is primarily against God, although we do sin against people as well, and that should be acknowledged. But they say, he, he meaning uh, Shechaniah, representing the people, we have been unfaithful to our God. And then he names the sin by marrying foreign women from the people around us. And then he's, of course, giving hope, but there's still hope for Israel. And, and that's where we ultimately go with this, because our God is a God who forgives sin. Now, we know it's ultimately because of Jesus Christ, the perfect sacrifice for us. Mm-hmm. I want to use this text to bring across what I believe is an important message, and that is far too often today among Christians, we don't appreciate the discipline of confession. And I think we who are in the tribe known as conservative evangelicals, if you want to call, I'm not real big on labels, but Mm -hmm. Bible-believing evangelical Christians, we have a tendency to think of confession as primarily vertical to God, right? and we neglect the horizontal aspect of confession. And it was Neil Cole, we've interviewed him here a couple times on Sound of Truth weekly interview. It was him, it was his writing and in our talking to him about this very subject, that he really helped open my eyes to just how significantly we're missing it so often as Christians today when it comes to horizontal confession of our sins and how important that is. He even went so far as to say almost every instance you have in reference to confession of sin, particularly in the New Testament, but also in the Old, it's about horizontally confessing your sins, walking in the light with your brethren, mm-hmm. letting them see that you're you haven't arrived yet. It is a extremely humbling thing to confess sins to one another. Right. And I think for many years in my own life, I oftentimes thought, as long as I confess it to God, that's all that matters. Mm-hmm. Because I was afraid, I was ashamed, and I was embarrassed by some of my sins that I didn't want people to know about. And so as long as I confessed it to God, I was okay. But you really experience freedom and grace when you are willing to go to that next level and say, I'm going to share this with someone who has skin. Well, somebody listening in might say, well, that makes sense for public sin. When you make a sin that is in the public eye that everybody sees, yes, you should repent and confess publicly. Mm -hmm. But what about private sins or sins that, you know, no one knows about besides just you and God? That's a great question. And even then I think it, it applies that we should confess our sins to someone mm-hmm. other than the Lord. Yes, we should 
acknowledge to the Lord things are wrong. Right. He knows our, all our thoughts and all that. But the Bible says in James on this subject of confession, confess your sins one to another so that you may be healed. It doesn't put any qualifiers on there. It doesn't say, and I do think there's wisdom. Whenever we talk about confession of sin, there is a sense in which the, the amount of people we confess to, we can over-confess. You know, a man who struggles with lust toward a woman, not his wife, he doesn't need to confess to that woman. <laughs> Go up to her. Yeah. Hey, I'm so sorry. Right. And he doesn't need to necessarily even confess to his wife. That could be damaging. But maybe he needs to confess that he has battled in his mind mm. lust toward another woman other than his wife. Maybe he needs to acknowledge that to some other brother in Christ. Mm-hmm. And this is why at Harvest we encourage to be people to be in an accountability group, two to four people of the same gender, so that you can confess your sins to one another. And there's something very healing about that. Part of the healing is you will often find when you confess your sins, one of your brothers will say, I've struggled with that too. Right. Or I even struggled with that this week. Right. Or I even messed up like you did this week. And there's something comforting about that. And you're able to extend grace to one another. And also you're able to pray for each other. And one of the things I've learned by being active in one of these accountability groups with two, two of my close friends, uh, every single week, we confess our sins to one another. Mm-hmm. Not all weeks, but some weeks, one of us really struggles to share something that we thought or did that we just feel like, you know, you take every thought to Christ. You don't have to confess every single time you were tempted. Right. The issue is, what do you do with that temptation? And we all know when we've been tempted, but we didn't. temptation has, has crossed the line into sin. Yeah, we didn't take the bait. Right. And so when we've taken the bait and we have ling- let our thoughts linger too long or go too far with something or... or you know, whatever that sin might be, it can even be something out of the realm. I know we're talking man to man right now, we're, and men tend to have that. Most men tend to struggle in the sexual realm with lust. But whatever temptation it may be, whether it's uh, temptation for being popular or all kinds of different temptations out there, once you take the bait, sometimes that's hard to admit to somebody. Mm-hmm. But it's also very freeing, and there's healing. All right. Even in your soul, you feel it. I've confessed it to them. It's a refreshing or a cleansing. Yeah, and the Lord uses that. So for what it's worth, I, would, I, I think some people suffer because they think, if anyone knew, find a brother or sister in Christ that you can trust and let them know. Let them pray for you. Right. And receive the healing that comes inwardly, soul healing. And perhaps even in some cases, physical healing might come as well. Amen. Thanks for listening to this episode of Sound of Truth. If you enjoyed it, please rate and review it. Also, tell your friends about it. Thanks. Music is by Canon and is used by permission. Sound of Truth Podcast is produced in collaboration with Harvest Jacksonville. It is copyrighted by Brett A. Mirani, 2022.